So welcome. I really appreciate all you guys coming here. I think this is one of the very first sessions of reInvent this year. You guys are probably feeling a little jet lag, some of you and whatnot. So appreciate you making it out here today to talk. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little talk today um, with some friends of mine as well, talking a little bit about Amazon Connect and how folks move large-scale enterprises onto Amazon Connect for their contact centers. So how many folks here, um, show of hands if you don't mind, uh, work directly with a contact center in their organization? Great, how many people think they're at Nisi to talk? Okay, no one, that's a good sign, that's a good sign. So you guys found the right place, that's awesome. Um, up here with me, I'm Pasquale DeMeo, and I'm the general manager for Amazon Connect. Uh, with me are two great customers. I've got Kira Campbell. You probably can tell which one it is, but, um, but she works from Hilton. She drives a lot of their innovation in their contact center there. And I've got Lauren Lacey, who does the same thing for Intuit. And so they've agreed to come up here. I always find the best conversations we have are with customers. We learn the most from them, more than I could ever tell you. Uh, and so it's great to have them up here. We're gonna work, walk through some of the things they've learned, some of the things they've found advantage in Amazon Connect, and really talk about it from a customer standpoint. But before that happens, I'm gonna walk you through a little bit about what Amazon Connect is. How many people here um, are directly engaged in actually operating or configuring their contact centers? Cool, excellent, excellent. So it definitely is gonna be a, I will say, a 100 to 200 level talk today in the sense of we're not gonna dive into a deep how-to. We have some other talks while you're here about that, but what you are gonna see is some really cool stuff about how these folks actually got Amazon Connect to work for them and enabled you know, big changes in their time to velocity or the velocity of innovation in their enterprises using it. Um, the last question I'll ask here, last show of hands, I don't wanna wear you guys all out, but how many folks here have a thousand or more agents in their contact center? Cool, so a nice show of hands. How many people here have a hundred or less agents? Okay, so a few here too. I think this talk will be useful. I've, you know, we are very passionate about making Amazon Connect scale to every business. And a big reason why that is is because at Amazon, we have a lot of different contact centers ourselves. Uh, a lot of people know that Amazon strives to be the Earth's most customer-centric company. And doing that involves having great engagement tools to get those customers on board, understanding what they're doing, having great communications with, their, with the agents, having great communication with any kind of automation. We've got millions of customers who contact Amazon. Anybody here contacted Amazon ever? Cool, very cool. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for being customers. That's wonderful. We try to make it so you never have to contact us. We want everything to be perfect and seamless. Um, we call it indistinguishable from perfect. But obviously, that's not always the case, and there are times when you know, folks do need to contact us. Uh, people don't realize maybe the scale of that. We've got 70,000 agents um, at our peak times who are there ready to help customers. So it's a pretty good-sized uh, contact center workload for us. And those, those agents um, support many countries, uh, many languages. Uh, we have agents in 32 different countries around the world to help all those different customers as well. The other thing that's interesting, I think, is most folks think of Amazon as being Amazon.com, the retail um, website, which is obviously an important part of our business. But we also have a number of other businesses, like Zappos or Audible, where they have strong customer service values and want to deliver great customer service to their customers. We have a bunch of internal um, services, like Help Desk or HR, and some of those are actually pretty big, too. Um, but they range all the way from a few agents up to that 70,000. And so we needed a solution that would be able to scale 
to all of those different sizes as well. When we started on the journey to, to really create what we thought would be world-class customer service, what we hope to deliver great experience every time someone contacted us, we went and looked at what was available in the industry. Unfortunately, we didn't find anything that really suited our needs. And so that's when we decided that we needed to build it. And so 10 years ago, we started down this path of building a secure, reliable, highly available, and highly scalable and elasticity contact center. We needed to be able to bring people on and off the platform very quickly. Many of you probably know right now is a very busy time of year for us between Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Similarly, um, we have a day in um, July called Prime Day, and some of you probably have bought some deals there. Hopefully you got some cool stuff. But Prime Day is another day where we just have one big sale, and so we need to bring a lot of agents on one day, and then within one to two days after that, typically the usage falls right back off again because folks have dealt with any challenges they had and moved forward. And so that elasticity was super important to us. So we wanted to be cloud-based. And in the cloud-based offering we had, we knew we had to have skills-based routing. We had to get the right customer problem to the right agent to help them every time. I'm going to do that very quickly. We knew we needed to have call recording because we wanted to help our agents get better every time as well and also understand where we could be doing more to give them better information. Real-time and historical analytics are super important to us. We see a huge change that's still going on, but in the way all of our customers at AWS, all of our, all of UI better seeing the same thing, where analytics just becomes more important literally every week. And for us, we're a deeply analytical company. We look very carefully what we see in trends. And so being able to get great real-time and historical metrics out of the system was incredibly important to us. And lastly, we wanted to have really good voice quality. And what we found with that is our agents actually perform better when the customers can hear them better and they can hear the customers better. And so we built out our system to use the Opus codec, which some of you might know from Skype, but it's designed to work in very good, um, very low latency, and also, but if you have latency issues or bandwidth issues, it performs very well there too. So you get very high quality audio to the agents, and we, we hear a lot of feedback actually that agents like using the system. They specifically comment on this. It's amazing what, it, what, you know, what these small details can do to make agents happier and then perform better. There were some things also that we felt like we really wanted to differentiate on. And with Amazon Connect, we've delivered on four areas I like to call out, and then back to that cloud-based aspect of it as well. So we're definitely a very cloud-focused company. Everyone here at this conference is probably pretty aware of that. Um, it's funny, I go to some other conferences, and people ask me if Amazon is in the cloud, and I say, yes, we actually are very passionate about the cloud. Um, but here, I think most of you guys are pretty aware of that. Uh, that cloud-based uh, aspect of this, though, is really important to that scalability and elasticity. It's also super important because it lets our agents work from anywhere. Folks here have remote agents. I bet a lot of you guys have work from home agents, remote agents now. And so that is something we feel is gonna be a lot of the future of where people are going with this. And we don't think it's all agents, but some level of agents will be working from all over the world doing different things. You wanna be able to have them be comfortable, happy, relaxed, and perform really well. So being able to bring them on from anywhere in the world and also manage your contact center from anywhere in the world is great. The other thing that's really cool is if you do need to set up a contact center really quickly, you can you know, literally rent out a place in a, um, a strip mall, put in a bunch of desks and headsets and computers, and you have a contact center in a matter of hours, bring the agents in, and then when you're done, they can all just go home. Um, we don't tell anybody whether we think one is better than the other, but we think our both are interesting, and we think it's super compelling to have a platform that lets you do both. I'm gonna talk a second about the second one here, which is, um, or sorry, if you think about the other part of it for us, self-service was super important. When we built Amazon Connect for our internal customers, 
Every time they called me, it wasn't an opportunity to upsell them. It wasn't an opportunity to try and convince them to buy expensive customer service or customer support options or, or professional services. It was a problem for my team to deal with that stopped us from delivering them better features. And that's very much how we look at the entire product, which is we're really trying to develop a solution um, and not a thing where we are trying to build it out just, just from to, to productize as many pieces as possible. We really want to be focused not on checkbox features, but on enabling customers to do the things they really care about. And self-service is incredibly important for that because what that means is when you're empowered to take care of things yourself, you don't have to wait for us to ever do anything for you. You can come onto the platform, be set up. And in fact, you can have a contact center set up from zero, literally no, no even just having an AWS account is all you have, to being fully up and running and taking your first phone call in five minutes. Now, is that really a super important feature? Well, you're probably not gonna set up a contact center every day, a new one every new instance of a contact center every day. But the point is not that you can have a contact center set up in five minutes, it's that that's the approach we take to every aspect of it. We want you to be empowered to be able to move quickly and to move at the speed you want, have your business decision makers being able to get what they want. If you're an ops, being able to say yes to those business decision makers. If you're the business decision maker, being able to get the things you know your customers need and being able to work together in a much more collaborative way without us getting in the middle or in the way. Um, secondly, I think it's really interesting to think about how interactions with customers are changing. I think we all agree that, that automation has become something that's very important within the contact center, but it's often very painful. I'm gonna talk a little bit about how we've made our approach to this to be something that we think can turn that on its head and instead of being painful, can be pleasurable for your customers while still saving you money and increasing the, your speed to be able to deliver service to them. Uh, the next thing I'll talk about is the open platform aspect. AWS is absolutely you know, a, a large infrastructure service offering. And we have taken a lot of the same things we learned by shipping EC2 and S3 and brought them forward to be the way we think about how Amazon Connect works. I often say to the product managers on the team, if you have a quandary about how something should work, step back and ask yourself, what would AWS do if they built a contact center? A lot of times the answer becomes really clear. You say, well, we'd empower the customer to have control. We'd make it really clear what the right things to do are. And then we'd make it very easy to integrate with the other AWS services that would help them make that better. And then the last piece of this is the AWS ecosystem. When you think about all those services, and there's over 100 AWS services now, then you think about the fact that there's also a ton of partners, a ton of other people who are experts, developers, who know a lot about AWS and can help you if you ever get stuck. And that's a huge benefit, and we've worked really hard to build that out. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about all of that in a minute, but I just wanted to kind of go through and walk through why we think it's a little bit different than the historic approach you've seen. So I'm gonna start with a quick demo here. Hi, Nikki Wolf. I see your flight was canceled today. How can I help you? Can you please rebook me for the same flight tomorrow? Okay, you are now booked for a 9 a.m. departure tomorrow out of San Francisco, arriving in Seattle at 11.45 a.m. Great, thank you. So, if you think about this compared to a lot of the experience you've had before, the press one for sales, press two for support, press three to report a problem, it's quite a bit different, right? This takes something that used to be painful and made you wanna just press zero, zero, zero to get to that operator and turns it into something that's enjoyable. And I bet a lot of you have applications in your business where you could do the same kind of thing to say, I know why my customer's calling me. And let's talk a little bit about how that works here. 
And if you know why your customer's calling you, don't ask them to tell you again and again and again. Help them right away. And so it starts all from our contact flow model. And if you haven't played with Amazon Connect, this is a GUI-based system that allows you to build very quickly, pretty complex or pretty simple, depending on which one you want, contact flows or IVR experiences. And these contact flows are a really, a, I call it a process engine that happens to be really good at communicating with customers. Because almost always you're trying to get something done, and the customer communication part is key to getting that done, and that's why they've called you. That's why they want to interact with you. So there's another service called Lambda. Um, you guys may be familiar with it. It's an AWS service. And the great thing about Lambda is it's a serverless compute platform. Now let me explain what that means a little bit. What it means is that you can call a snippet of code and run that code without having to set up an EC2 instance or anything else. And so the thing that's great about that is when you want to integrate with a back-end system, you can use this interface and integrate with virtually any of them and get instant return of your, of your um, questions, whether it's a call out to a CRM, as you see up here, whether it's a call out to a database or a business intelligence um, system. And the thing that's great about that is maybe your CRM has all the information about the customer. So I pull up and say, oh, hey, I know this phone number is likely Nikki Wolf. I'm going to say, hi, Nikki. Um, she can obviously tell me it's not her, but I'm probably going to be right. And then I look at this customer database and I say, well, I know a bunch about what she's been doing. And then a second ago, I realized pretty quickly that we had canceled her flight. So that's obviously a pretty bad experience. I bet that's why she's calling. And then I can use some business intelligence to make some decisions here. Nikki's maybe a great customer, so maybe I want to try and offer her something that fixes her right away. Maybe I want to try and you know, remind her about some other things that are going on, or know that I know the fact that she's, if she says I want to book the next time tomorrow, I know the fact that I know what the flight she was on was today, so I don't have to ask her, well, was that, was tomorrow Tuesday? Is the flight at 9 a.m.? I don't have to ask her all that stuff. I can just come back and say, is this what you wanted with all that stuff put together? And so that's how you make something that ends up being dynamic, because it's built just for her, and personal, because it's built just for her, and then natural, because the interaction you have is one with a voice and natural language understanding, where we actually are able, of, able to use Lex, which is another AWS service, to have a chatbot experience that's very, very, very comfortable. One of the really cool things about it is that it actually will listen and understand a lot of the context. So for example, I talked about knowing that tomorrow is Tuesday. The fact of the matter is that tomorrow is not going to be Tuesday tomorrow. It's going to be Wednesday. But Lex is smart enough to take those contextual ideas and put them together and understand it. And if she said, I want to rebook my flight, then it could say, well, I need to know when. And so I'm going to ask you, when did you want to rebook it? And then it can fill in those blanks for you. So the nice thing about this is much like Amazon Connect, Lex is also self-service. And so you can create these chatbots um, and have that experience that's custom and tailored just to your business. And in fact, we bring folks in, and you guys are all welcome to attend these, and do boot camps. They're free of charge. Um, you come in in the morning, set up that five minutes. You can see, how, see if I'm telling you the truth for yourself. Um, and you'll have that first phone call in that five minutes um, after we get you into that mode of creating your contact center. And then by the end of the afternoon, you will actually have configured a Lex chatbot that's customized as well to your specific needs. And so you actually will have one of these experiences there that will be asking questions that are tailored to your business. And the thing that's great about that is, again, you're empowered. So instead of something that takes months, now you're down to taking minutes or a day. And that means that not only is that great when you know what you want to do, but it also means you can experiment, you can test all these things. 
And so you can create a chatbot and you can see if it works. And we have A-B testing built right into the platform. So one of the really cool things is you can take that and you can actually have that conversation and have one branch try and guess maybe the thing you wanted. Is this what the customer wanted? Another one that asks, how can I help you? And you can see how much faster or slower the other one is. And the nice thing about it is if you build one out and you find out it's performing really poorly, you can as fast as pressing the publish button, turn it back off again, and now you're back to where you were with your previous version. Again, all of this is about empowering you to build the experiences you want, the experiences you know your customers want. And by the way, no one knows your customers better than you do. I don't have to tell you that, but I, but I think it's important to remember because I see a lot of times it seems like people forget that really what we're trying to do here is empower you to do the things you've probably been wanting to do for a long time. So we also know that it's not always something that you can solve with an automated experience. And as much as automated experiences have gained traction, there are some out there that are you know, very, 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 very large scale systems that do um, pretty heavy duty automation. And we love to see that. And people are using Amazon Connect that way. We also see the number of agents is actually still increasing in the industry. And the agents are typically doing more complex or harder tasks. But it's also the kind of thing where we say, well, that's clearly not a trend that's going away yet. Um, and I don't know if it will ever go away because I think customers like talking to human beings a lot of times and there are certain things that only a human being can understand. But how do you make that a great experience then? Well, I can tell you number one is in this scenario, Nikki's like, hey, you know, I'm still not that happy about you canceling my flight. I'd like an upgrade. Well, this is one where you might not want the bot to just automatically give away free upgrades all the time. You might say, that's something I want to have a customer service rep be the arbiter of and really figure out what would make the customer happy. They're clearly not happy, but I'm not sure the right thing is just to to give them an upgrade. And so in this case, the bot says, well, let me pass you on to a customer service agent. And in this scenario, the cool thing is you want that information transferred over to the customer service agent because, again, you don't want to ask the person the same thing they just got asked five minutes ago, which I think is a pretty common experience a lot of you have probably seen before. Hopefully none of you have implemented yourselves, but sadly I imagine some of you have had to. Well, here we're able to transfer all that information over to the agent. So then the agent's able to say, hey, Nikki, I see you're having a problem here. Let me see what I can do to help you. Well, how does that work? We offer a contact control panel inside of Amazon Connect that makes it easy for people to interact with the service. And this is what the agent would see on the right, typically embedded into their CRM or embedded into their agent desktop. And you can customize this quite a bit, and I think these folks may talk a little bit about how they've customized it in their businesses, but you can also use it as is. The nice thing is this also allows you to integrate and send information back and forth about what the customer is doing, and that allows you to pop screens inside the CRM so you can see the different things about that customer. It allows you to pass that information about what the customer was just talking about. You can pass the whole transcript of that chat or that discussion, or you can also pass other information that you've gleaned, and so the person can make those right decisions. And when it's integrated right, and we have some built-in integrations for services like Salesforce, it feels like it's just part of the CRM or part of your agent desktop. And so they talked about some of the services here. Again, 100% browser-based. That's a big part of that cloud-based, use-it-anywhere aspect of it. But the goal here is to not even necessarily know you're using Amazon Connect. The goal here is for agents to have as smooth and an easy experience as possible. And the thing about that is effective agents who aren't frustrated with the um, UI are way happier and way better at their jobs than those that are fighting against the tools. So we want to empower your agents to be moving as quickly and as accurately through that experience as possible. We want to give you the tools to build that out so you guys can really drive that experience for your agents. Saves time, which obviously saves money. It also makes them better, and it also makes your customers happy. So I talked about the first two already, the open platform. 
The front end of the system we talked about, those first customer experiences, are, it's very important that those integrate with lots of different tools. We don't care what your backend systems are because we know you're gonna have a lot of different ones and they're gonna change over time. Similarly, on the side of call recordings, our mental model here is we wanna give you access and you really own that data to your call recordings. So it's not us holding your call recordings for you. We put them in the S3 bucket of your choice. What does that mean? It means a few things that are really compelling, I think. One, S3 is the largest storage platform in the, you know, in the industry or in the world, I should say. And the thing that's great about that is that it means you're always getting the best and the best pricing. It's way cheaper to be able to use a general purpose thing like this than it is to have to go build a, buy a bespoke one, typically. And that's certainly the case here in our experience. Secondly, S3 is improving every day. There's people right now working on making S3, as we speak, making S3 better. And those folks are dedicated to that, to that platform, dedicated to that product to make it better. And every time they make an improvement, you guys get an improvement. Amazon Connect is improved. And so it benefits you. Um, the great thing is they're working on things like new retention policy models, all sorts of cool things that I think are really compelling um, for you. And that's just one example. That's our whole mental model though, is your data is your data. So you use those call recordings however you want. If you wanna use one of our artificial intelligence tools to infect them, then, um, then great. If you wanna run transcribe and comprehend to understand what was in your call recordings and see what the person actually said and then understand what the sentiment was and the analysis of what the common themes were, all that stuff's great, use that. If you wanna use some other one, like CallMiner, use that too. It's an open platform. You can use the tools you wanna to use. At the same time, agent data is super important, right? How many of you, you said a number of you had thousands of agents here, right? So you know how important it is to have your agents be effective, to be able to understand what they're doing. We are, willing, we are willing and happy to provide all that data in a stream directly out to your WFM tools, um, or to be able, you guys can also um, access them using um, historical reports and do all sorts of analytics on top of that. Again, your data is your data. We don't wanna keep it locked in. We wanna make it open to you to use it any way you want to, put it in any tool you want to. And uh, that goes down to the contact records as well. And so we're stream our most detailed contact records out. You can put them in the data warehouse of your choice. And probably more importantly, you can join them with other data. It's very rare that you're going to be working with one data set, I think, in the future of, of contact services and almost any customer experience uh, project you're working on. Because what's gonna happen is you're gonna have some data in one database, some data in another one, some one system here. So we wanna make this free again for you to use it any way you want to. I talked a little bit about S3 being important to that story. I talked about Lambda and I talked about some of our investments in AI. But those are only a few of the systems we have where you guys can take advantage of these things in ways that are improving all the time. I love to talk about the AI one just because it's an area where we've made a massive investment and are continuing to, particularly around voice. Folks here, any, anyone here have an Amazon Echo or other device that has Alexa in it? Cool, very cool. Well, thank you again, we really appreciate that. Um, I, I love mine. I don't have the microwave yet. Did anyone buy the microwave yet? No, okay, yeah, that one, I haven't quite, I haven't quite gotten there, but I'm, I'm, I'm considering it. Um, my wife might not be too pleased, though. I think she feels like I buy enough um, gadgets already. But um, as you can see, we're making a massive investment there every day, and you guys are getting access to the same technologies that allow us to use that text-to-speech to do the, um, the natural language understanding, so you can use the same understanding of what the customer is saying back to you. And because, again, it's self-service, you're empowered to make it yours. So you're building your own version of Alexa, essentially, and then running that in your contact center, and again, making changes up to the minute. So the last piece I'll talk about a little bit here is the AWS ecosystem. And 
We have a number of folks in AWS um, in the ecosystem who are delivering all value both as technology providers and as system integrators. We like to think that everyone can do it by themselves with Amazon Connect because we do try to make it easy and self-service, but the reality is a lot of folks want other tools that are integrated directly into it. So, for example, you can see a number of customer relationship management software or CRM software there or other types of agent desktops. These are all partners who work with us to deliver solutions that you guys can leverage as well. Certainly, um, I think you see most of the, the top names there. Uh, we've been eager to work with them. They've been eager to work with us. Similarly, with workforce management, we have the same thing. If you're running you know, even more than 100 agents, you probably have a workforce management platform. And we're very excited to have those folks helping you guys be as effective and efficient with your agents as possible. And then the analytics piece. This part is growing. That one on the right is the smallest one right now, but I suspect in two or three years it's going to be the biggest one because people are becoming more and more um, driven by analytics and how they make their decisions. And there's more and more opportunities here for people to deliver great analytics experiences. And again, we make that data open so everyone can get access to it and use it the way you want to. Um, and uh, if you've ever seen me give this talk before, it used to fit on one slide. It doesn't anymore. So we have a few more folks here who I think are pretty, um, are pretty cool, too. So we've got more AI partners coming on board all the time. We're seeing more end reporting and also seeing more and more work with um, visual IVRs and things like that that allow custom experiences within an application or a web page so folks can simplify that experience and, again, a lot of times drive automation there or sometimes have it be a, a, a real human being in the back end, too. But in any case, making that faster and easier for your end customer. So on the same side, we talked a little bit about the, the technology partners, the folks who are delivering um, software to enable Amazon Connect to be a great experience for you and to enable it to achieve your goals. At, not everybody um, wants to build all them out, that out themselves as well. And so we've delivered, uh, we've worked with a number of our partners here to have people there trained in Amazon Connect who can help you succeed if you want them to. They're available, um, whether it be large ones or small ones. We've got you know, some of the biggest names up there, Deloitte and Accenture. And then we also got some folks who exist only because they were passionate about delivering Amazon Connect. And the example of Voice Foundry there is, a, is one that they actually were with us the day we launched is the day they launched. And they do nothing but help people en um, enable Amazon Connect in their businesses. So if you choose, if you aren't a dev-heavy house or you want some, have something very complex or, or you just want to do it faster with more people than you have, these guys are there to help you. We also allow some folks to resell. We have a little higher bar than just the standard Amazon resell program, but it's very closely related. And this allows you to have folks, if they want to offer a managed servicing offering or another resell product, you can leverage them as well. These are a lot of the same folks who are doing that SI integration. Often they'll offer you one or the other. You can pick and choose how you want to engage with them. So at this point, I want to hand it off to uh, my good friend, Lauren, from Intuit. Lauren's going to talk a little bit about what we've done, or what he, I should say, what they've done to use Amazon Connect in their, in their um, environment with their agents. Thank you, Professor Qualley. Um, for those of you who might not know uh, Intuit, you might know us by some of our other products, uh, TurboTax, Quicken, Mint. Uh, our mission is powering prosperity around the world, and I'll talk a little bit about how um, Amazon Connect has uh, facilitated that in our customer success organization, but I want to start a little bit with how did we get to this uh, journey on, in onboarding onto Amazon Connect. We started in May. We're roughly halfway through onboarding all 15,000 of our agents. Like Amazon, we have a very seasonal model with our tax peaks and with uh, our payroll and payments products that, that uh, peak around this time of the year when people are doing uh, their year-end close. And so really we were was struggling with uh, the current vendor that we had. It was a privately 
hosted application um, that was completely managed by the vendor. So from our point of view, it was meant to be a, a, a kind of a SaaS model. But in fact, a lot of the things that were traditional with uh, on-premise software were exposed to us, even though it was completely managed by there. We, um, the vendor only upgraded four times a year their software, and because of our seasonality and critical compliance periods, we could only uh, consume one version of their upgrades a year. Um, we had to plan nine months or so to get any kind of hardware refreshes to increase our capacity or to just uh, increase the performance of, of some of the aging hardware. Um, we were really also uh, undergoing manual restarts and failover to keep things fresh and keep things uh, up and running um, with that. And we were locked into these long contracts uh, where we had to predict our volume three years out. And if any of you know, one you know, misplaced uh, um, tax uh, law can blow up your volume forecast by a lot. And it was very difficult to, to come up with what we felt were accurate um, forecasts very, very far in the future. So one of the things that, that we've really uh, enjoyed in, in moving to the Amazon Connect is that with the, a true SaaS model uh, of software, we're, we're, we don't see all the, the hardware refreshes that are going on in the compute environment in the background, and we're able to, to consume um, the resources as we need them and really pay for only what we're doing. So we're not overpaying uh, after tax season is gone, yet if we need to spin up and have additional volume, it's there um, with a few conversations and, and, and planning. Um, but really, the, the bottom two are, are part of what we're really excited about. As Pasquale mentioned, uh, self-service is a key a component for us in enabling our businesses to move fast and be able to allow them to do that. With our other system that we had, um, you know, the, the development system was proprietary, um, the amount of self-service was limited, and we've been able to expose this now to our business users to help them move faster, to help them run experiments, to help them tune their uh, customer experience that they're creating. Uh, and it really also aligns um, nicely with the uh, breadth of the Amazon ecosystem with where Intuit is heading uh, from a company's point of view. Uh, and it's been able to allow us to move a lot faster. So with that, um, I will uh, talk a little bit about two of the, the pieces that Amazon Connect is empowering, and, and that is really speed to innovation and enabling uh, things at a global scale. So with our other platform, we were able to, to uh, experiment okay, but when we wanted to then implement a solution, it took us a while to go through the capacity planning and still took months to roll out. Um, but we've been able to onboard um, uh, our business units at an incredible rate. And one of the things that we did, which I really liked this, was taking advantage of some of the other pieces in the ecosystem from AWS and creating what we call a universal queue. So there's a part of the call flows that everyone has to go through. You have to check the hours of operation. You have to look at what kind of uh, after call work wait times do you want to configure for that? What kind of whispers do you want for the agents? What kind of languages do you want? Those are common pieces for all of our businesses that they had to put in on the front of it. So we built something that was a lot uh, data driven and it wasn't something that we had to um, have each uh, business unit build out on their own in the graphical UI interface. We made this all uh, data-driven so that they could put in a table, quickly uh, configure what they wanted, and then be able to do all of those checks up front and then pass it on to their secret sauce of their, uh, their call flow so that that was what they were personalizing, that was what they were doing to, 
you know, uh, make things special for their business unit. But it allowed us to move incredibly fast because it standardized a lot of the undifferentiated lifting that each of our business units had. It made sure that we could report on it, that we could monitor it. And even better is that uh, as we improve in this universal queue, the, the changes and the upgrades are rolled out to everyone all at one time. We don't have to go through and update each of the individual ones. But we're taking advantage of lambdas, we're taking advantage of um, lookup tables, and uh, as well as uh, some of the storage there. Um, Innovation through experimentation. So as I mentioned, one of the things that we love to do at Intuit, we use a design methodology called design for delight or customer-driven innovation. Um, and we love to run experiments with actual customer data. Um, two examples of this that Amazon uh, Connect has been a key part of. Um, we had a business unit that had a goal of running 100 experiments in the contact center uh, in the last year. And they've uh, leveraged uh, Amazon Connect to, for key pieces of this. One, they ran an experiment with Lex to understand the intent of what the call was about and pre-create the case so that the agent didn't have to do that. Um, the great thing about using these pieces in the, in the Amazon ecosystem is they're there, they're integrated, they're ready to go, and you can uh, really leverage it. And even if it's not um, part of our corporate standard, you can experiment with these and then move it on to whatever uh, is the, the corporate standard for that. But they were able to, to show that they could uh, reduce the customer handle time uh, because they had pre-created the case for the agents with that. Another one um, that they actually used Amazon Connect for before they onboarded um, onto Amazon Connect was they were using it to prototype their IVR flows. So they would uh, create the IVR flows in Amazon, and then they would use Polly to speak the, all of the prompts. And what that allowed them to do was to engage with customers, get feedback, make sure all the phrasing and wording and order was correct before they went off and had things um, professionally recorded before they had uh, everything set in stone. So it allowed them to move very, very quickly. Uh, a few lessons learned um, from our onboarding. Um, we're about halfway through our, our onboarding at this point. Um, soft limits, make sure you think through them. Everything has a soft limit. Uh, it's a conversation to get it increased or to make sure that it's right size, but think through that. Understand what your limits are gonna be in terms of capacity and size and uh, limitations, uh, and then make sure that you're performance tested. Monitoring, we've been uh, incredibly surprised the amount of granular um, pieces of information that you can get, how much you can monitor in your experience. So make sure that you've thought through what you do want to monitor. Um, our businesses actually got overwhelmed with the amount of data that we were able to provide them. Uh, and being able to define the right kind of experiences, set up your alerts and monitoring to know when you're not delivering what you intended. Pasquale mentioned the customization of the CCP. We have multiple CRMs at this point as well, and we've been able to uh, customize our CCP, but keeping them in sync across all of the individual CRMs is, is something that we had to back up and put in in place a little bit of governance for that. It's, I love the fact that you can actually customize the CCPs, but keeping them in sync across your multiple CRMs is something that you have to think about. Uh, if you do use lambdas like we do, you need to think about the impact of the cold start. So this is a well-known uh, performance uh, piece of lambdas. You just need to make sure that you understand how to architect that so that you either keep them warmed up or that your um, uh, architecture uh, tolerates a, a slower start at the beginning of the day when you start using them. And then finally, on the change management, do not, do not, do not underestimate the change management of moving to USB headsets. We moved from uh, SIP, soft phone, or SIP phones, um, where agents had you know, physical 
mute buttons and uh, use depressing buttons for volume and putting the, even the, the small change of just moving that to uh, inline on a USB headset was an emotional change for them. Uh, as well as the, the amount of audio quality, actually they started to pick up a lot more background noise and do that. The audio quality is great, but sometimes if you don't get the right kind of noise canceling headsets and things like that, it can actually become a distraction because you can hear so much more of the conversations around the agents. Uh, looking forward, so as I mentioned, uh, we're more than halfway through onboarding all of our agents. Uh, by the end of July, we will have all of our agents onboarded. Um, the agents love the call quality. We get lots of compliments on how much better uh, they can understand the customers, how much better the customers can understand them. And they like this, the call control panel. It's much more simplified than our current solution where every button is exposed uh, to it rather than the design approach that Amazon has taken, which is only exposing the buttons that you need at the time. You don't need a transfer button if you're not on the phone. You don't need a mute button if you're not on, on a call with someone, these kind of things. Real-time visibility into the complete system helped. So everything from uh, latency and, and just about every kind of aspect that you can want to monitor, there's the ability to do that. It's been a real uh, <clears throat> advantage to be able to actually drive a lot of our decisions with data that we couldn't get to before because the, the vendor had it, our, our partner vendor of our legacy system had it, but getting it exposed to us so that we could act on it real time was a challenge. We don't have that problem now with the Amazon Connect solution. And then um, the final one is really our open platform. It's really easy to experiment with to use the breadth of the Amazon AWS ecosystem to add in those experiments even uh, when they're a little bit more forward thinking. And that's really what we're looking forward to, you know, how do we take advantage of the AI uh, and machine learning uh, using something like Sumerian or SageMaker, transcribe and comprehend, all things that, that uh, are easy to plug in because we're using, you know, the calls are stored in S3 uh, and they're all part of the, the ecosystem that, uh, has uh, you know, common um, development uh, pieces for that. I'll turn it over to Kira. Thanks, Lauren. All right, so a little bit about Hilton. Um, for those of you who have not stayed in one of our properties um, and our business model, um, Hilton has 5,400 hotels in 106 countries across, actually, we're now at 15 brands. Um, we have a global workforce. We do 41 million calls a year, um, 16 languages. Uh, that in itself is its own challenge. Um, and the idea that um, a lot of our users speak a language and English, we want to be able to share that global English volume so that if English in the United States um, is picking up, we want to make sure that people in Europe can handle it if they have the skills to do so. Um, so that was very, very important for us important for us. Um, innovation platform. Um, one of the reasons we chose Am Amazon Connect is because um, we were sort of tired of just spending our time um, on the basics. Um, and when the basics are taken care of, you can really start to focus on your customer, building new applications for your customer, um, and not worrying so much about dial tone. Nobody carries around their cell phones because they really love having that dial tone. They care about the apps that allow them to do the things that they want to do. And in the contact center, we were running into the same thing. Um, so uh, what our life looked like before Amazon Connect um, 
Lauren spoke to this earlier, was a lot of carriers and circuits, media gateways, IVRs, ACDs, call recording servers, which will or will not be up at any given time, um, CTI servers, patching reboots, phones and headsets. Um, if you look at the right-hand side of the screen, the only thing that really remains from that is going from legacy phones and headsets to the USB headsets. Everything else is AWS services, Amazon Connect, Lambda, S3, Lex, Poly, Kinesis, the OpenCTI configuration for Salesforce is a huge one for us. Um, just not having to have all the licensing requirements, middleware, um, to get our CTI from our phone system over to Salesforce is a big one for us. Um, single sign-on and SAML, for those of you who have been in the traditional contact center space and you have an agent ID, that goes away. So your agents get to log in with the same screen that they log into every other application. And when um, they, they uh, are onboarded and then leave, it automatically does that with your SAML application, right? So it's not an extra step you have to do to, to um, turn up account or turn down an account. Again, a very, very big deal in the contact center as turnover tends to be higher. Um, in our industry. And then again, USB headsets to Lauren's point can absolutely, that is probably the, if you're looking at using Amazon Connect and going from a traditional ACD, that is probably the biggest change control thing you will have to deal with just because the user experience is very different going to a soft phone only from a hard phone. Um, so when we're looking at all of the different languages and all of the different types of volumes that we're taking from our customers for reservation and service, um, we took a look at all the different Amazon Connect instances, um, their proximity to all of the different countries that we service, and the latency. So what we did was we had our audio file of our team um, really run through test cases. And we ran through test cases specific to our business. If, you, if you're back and forth with your customers a lot, make sure you run through that test case. If you're um, transferring or conferencing, putting customers on hold, whatever it is that your normal business use case is, make sure you test that. And the, with each site, as you look at turning them up, and the bonus is when you're doing this, you have to put the firewall rules in advance so you make sure the firewall rules are in way before you ever start, start moving volume. So what we ended up um, coming down to is um, we were looking at multiple instances um, because of our global volume. But the more instances you turn up, the more configurations you have to do on S3 buckets, the more um, shortcuts you have to build for things like if you use a, a Citrix-like application in order to log in, there's, there's um, just like any other um, AWS service, there's a lot of infrastructure of turning up a second one and sort of the overhead that goes with that. And we, again, wanted that global volume where we said if somebody in the EU happens to be available and, and can take English calls when the US is getting slammed, we want that ability. So what we ended up going down to is um, we figured out how to do it just in one instance, um, and then we're waiting for Pascali to make Tokyo available um, because Tokyo 
um, is good enough for them right now, but um, they're going to end up having their own instance. And the cross-pollinization, so to speak, on the English volume wasn't that big with Tokyo. So um, that's where we landed with our instances. Um, architecting your production instances with SAML. I cannot um, tell you what a wonderful thing this does about getting rid of agent IDs in your contact center. Um, the flip side of that is, of course, is that security has a say in um, how you log in and what's available. So what we went after is we went after um, the agent first principle, and it really was focusing on the services that an agent uses, the rights that they have access to within the Amazon Connect instance, and making sure that all they needed was their normal username and password. For supervisors and admins and those kind of people above, um, we required them to use MFA. So to some sort of two-factor MFA was required for our supervisors and admins, but our core function, the agents who didn't have access to live monitor, who didn't have access to playback calls, um, we were able to do with just a username and password. And that becomes super important when you look at building out your Salesforce configuration. So there is a um, trailhead, if for those of you who have um, dipped your toes in Salesforce, there is actually a trailhead course on building an Amazon Connect contact center, um, and it runs you through the contact center configurations, and the contact center configuration for your agent login process is the most important, because that's the one that, again, won't make you do two-factor authentication, cuts down on help calls to the help desk, and really helps with efficiency. So. Um, Again, I, I can't stress enough um, the agent first principle because you can always come up with good use cases for your outlier users, but if you focus on the agent experience, um, it will pay back in spades. Um, report an issue in the Streams API. So the Streams API we started using for those third-party integrations Pascal mentioned earlier. Um, the Streams API is available on GitHub. Um, that's one of the things we did to improve our CCP. Um, and we use that to send data to our workforce management and our speech and text analytics firm. Um, they need additional information on sort of agent state and agent status changes um, in near real time, and the Streams API gives them that. Um, CCP report an issue, another big win that I consider um, in terms of the traditional contact center way of life. Um, so there's an option within the CCP if the agent is having an audio quality issue, if the call cuts off, um, you know, we're all on cell phones so we could have bad reception and literally the call could just disconnect. Um, but the agent can report an issue right within the CCP. Um, it gets, uh, it, the logs are available on the agent system and we've worked on collecting those logs. Um, so that you don't have to ask, oh, who, what approximately who had this problem and what time was it and all of the things that you have to do today. Literally, they go in and fill that, out that form. It automatically attaches to the, to the CTR with all of the data. It has the ANI, the timestamp, the agent ID. It's phenomenal. And we have used that to diagnose problems not related to Amazon Connect. We had a firewall issue at a particular BPO that had to do with low occupancy users, users who didn't take calls one right after the other. And we were able 
to diagnose that particular issue um, because of the report and issue function and being able to use the data to lead us to where we need to go. We also um, take a lot of calls in from hotels. So if you call your local Hilton, you generally have the option of press one for reservations and that call then forwards to our contact center. So a lot of our use cases include calls forwarding from hotels PBX systems. Um, in that case, if the hotel PBX system has bad audio quality, we're gonna have bad audio quality. So we've also used the report and issue function in order to help diagnose certain properties that tend to have static issues um, and to be able to let them know so that they can remediate that. Um, rollout planning, so you decide you wanna do this, right? And um, how do you move thousands of people to this new, this, this new contact center? How do you start? So once, you, once you've got all that set up and you're ready to go, um, here's how we sort of planned our, our rollout. So we did our standalone groups first. These are the smaller groups that don't really back other groups up. Um, so that they're, and they have sort of low integration needs. So the workforce management application wasn't ready to go at the time we started. Um, the speech and text um, integration wasn't ready to go at the time we started, but they didn't use those anyways, and so we started with them. Um, be particularly mindful of call types that back each other up, because like I said with our English use case, you wanna make sure that you're not using moving one group over that backs up, one that's still left on your legacy platform. Um, the very next group we tried to move was help desk and internal support. Because help desk and internal support, um, they're gonna be supporting the system when you roll out your large groups and they're fantastic at reporting issues, building FAQs and, be and becoming champions. They have literally told me that they have the groups that have moved after them, they said they'd have people just calling, stressing out, saying, I've been on the same system and I've been doing the same thing for 15 years. How do I do this? I can't do this. And they said, it's okay, you got this. I log into this every day, you can do it. So really having your help desk on board um, in the early stages makes a huge difference. And then your um, Lexbot and heavy integration users last because by the time that you get to these large groups, um, next week we're moving over approximately 2,000 users at one time, um, and now that we've done enough user groups, we're pretty good at it. And so by the time that large group gets there, the one that you can't really break off into pieces that you have to do, um, you're, you're much better about setting expectations knowing what to watch for on cutover day. One of the big, biggest things we had on cutover day was agents not understanding to allow microphone and, and being used to that soft phone client. To his point, USB headsets, amazing. Never thought it would be this much of a change management issue. Um, so, um, tips and tricks to get there. I cannot stress the boot camps enough. Um, my team went through the boot camps we also put our IVR developers through the boot camps and they were, got them developing and using Lex within like two days, which for my purposes was phenomenal. 
Um, if you use any third-party vendors to help you with your contact center flows, the first time they hear about Amazon Connect, they're gonna give you twice the time and twice the price. Take them to this boot camp, half the time, half the price, because they get familiar with it that quick, and they've got um, fabulous resources um, right there so they can answer questions if they get stuck. And um, I have sent my team to two boot camps, and we were winners of Echo um, stuff for both of them, so I'm really proud of that. Um, the next one, RSS feeds. Um, to Pascali's point, what's coming out on Alexa is coming to us for Lex. So use your, use your feedlies in your RSS feed, feed readers to subscribe to what the what's new feed and the Alexa blog fleet feed. Because I can tell you that um, right after they announced Alexa in India, I knew that um, Hindi and Tamil were gonna be available in, Le in Lex in the near future. And that absolutely gives you a pulse into what's coming because they're constantly bringing new things to the platform. Um, thirdly, keep in touch with your account team. Again, they're, they're constantly rolling out new stuff and we have been um, challenged with this um, waiter build. So we were one of the very early adopters like Lauren and they didn't have everything out that we needed at the, at the beginning. And we had to make the decision, technically we could build this ourselves with the use of third party tools or, or just um, alternative solutions. We could actually build this feature ourselves. But do we wanna do that if it's gonna be available in a month or two months or three months? And so making that decision for yourself in terms of um, where you, where um, some of the features that you need are on that roadmap, and then also being able, being involved in setting priorities. I'm pretty sure that we're getting a Tokyo instance because of Hilton. Just a guess. But um, make sure that um, you have a say and um, talk to your account team about what's important to you and why because some of the use cases that we came up with, they didn't even think about. Um, and that's just the nature of how we all use software and technology. So, um, yeah, back to Pascali. Thank you so much. Thank you, both of you, that was great. So, I hope today gave you a really good, um, a really good understanding of Amazon Connect, an overview of it. Um, if you were to walk away with only one thing, uh, I would hope that it would be that uh, what we've really done here is try to remove, uh, as Lauren described it, the undifferentiated heavy lifting. So you can really focus on innovation and doing it very, very fast. That time to innovate, that's velocity to make changes, that's really what we think is a driver here. All of the other pieces to it are obviously, we think, compelling and important, but the most important one is for you to be able to change your mental model about what you're delivering, which is now great customer service, not battling technology, but technology enabling that to be something that's easy to do. There's a number of other things you guys can do while you're here. Sorry, another number of other sessions you can do while you're here. Um, unfortunately, some of them I think are happening right now, but a number of them are not. They're happening later this week, and so I encourage you to take a picture of this slide. All of this is, of course, also in all of the um, reinvent um, pamphlets and whatnot and, and on the, in the program, but it's nice to have it all in one place. So if you're interested in going to see for yourself, I always tell people, don't trust me, 
but go find out for yourself. Go see that you can do it in five minutes to take that first call. Go see how easy it is to build a Lexbot. See what this velocity can really make a difference for you, and see if you can start envisioning what you would do differently if you weren't constrained by the tools you have today. The other thing um, that I also really loved about this is I think you guys got a good view of not just all the things that are magical and better, but also some of the challenges. Moving to a new contact center platform is a big deal. I bet most of you only do it every five to 10 years because of those challenges. And so uh, from our standpoint, the change management pieces, training agents, all that stuff, we want to make that as easy as possible. But we also want you to realize, yes, this is a real thing and it's, it isn't a, a process you need to think about but one that we're also here to help you with. And so I think these guys have been amazing customers, giving us tons of great feedback. We have, to, to your point, made changes in our roadmap based on feedback of customers. In fact, if you look at all broadly across AWS, 95% of the things we deliver come directly from customer feedback. We're a very customer-driven organization, and we really believe you guys know and understand your business really well and give us great feedback on what will really help move the needle for you. Um, the other thing I'd love to say about this before, before we leave, and um, we will have time to take questions if we don't get to your question while we're in here, um, we're happy to take that question outside, is that you guys really are at the forefront, just by being here and thinking about your customer service differently, you guys really are at the forefront of a big sea change that's going to happen here. If you think that customer service is just a cost center that you want to minimize and just forget about, and I doubt that many of you do feel that way because you are here. I think you're really heading in the wrong direction. The future of customer service is making those customers who contact you more excited and happier about using your service, your business, working with you, not the opposite. It's really about making them raving fans of the things you guys do for them. And that's why we think the technology that enables you to have that great interaction and great engagement is becoming more and more central every day. So at that point, I think we can wrap it up. I want to thank again um, Kira and Laura, thank you so much. You guys were great. Really appreciate it. And of course, thank you everyone who came here. I know, again, it's, uh, you know, it's Monday morning to start the conference. Love having you here. If you want to contact any of us directly, you're welcome to reach out here. Um, one of the things I wanted to point out is a lot of the things that they described there are things where we've taken that feedback and smoothed a lot of those rough edges. We also have people who are able to engage with you to help you on this journey, either pointing to you to best practices, helping you understand how this platform is different, you know, thinking about how you want to you know, think about the process and the programs you're going to set up differently. Uh, we're happy to help provide that feedback. Um, the last piece here is I've been asked to ask all you guys, and we'd love it. Please complete the, complete the session survey. It's how I get better. Um, it's how these guys get better. We get that feedback. We take it very seriously. We try to improve every time. So at this point, if anyone has any questions, we'd happy to take them. I think we only have a minute or so left, but then we can walk out back, and we can also take them individually. I'm happy to chat with you about Amazon Connect all day.